WRKS Pickens Jackson. All systems go. Live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. It's now recorded. Live in the studio. It's the Out of Bounds Show with Low Bounds. Streaming live worldwide on the Out of Bounds Radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. All set. Let's go. The Zone. Man, good morning on a thirsty Thursday. Brought to you by the M Braves. What's happening? I did get a shot of honey in me, but I may should have done it earlier. I just took the shot of honey, and it's usually better at about 6.15. So we'll see if it kind of settles in the throat at... uh, I don't know, maybe by 7.30 or something. Good morning, welcome in, Out of Bounds. 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. We are live in the Bank Plus studio, but the, the uh, oh gosh, what am I trying to say? The opening, told you that. I've got Jason with me, and the show is brought to you by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge, an award-winning Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. We've got a good show today. Very, very active and busy show today. So, um, you know, Tom Luganbill, we had to move him yesterday after we had gremlins in our wires. So, Luganbill will be here at 7.30. And uh, we'll be on the show. It's That'd be kind of cool if he was here. He's probably in Charlotte, so that'd be tough to do, even on a jet airliner. Luganville will stop by the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line at 7.30. And then uh, Matthew Friedman will uh, hang out with us at 8.30. He's head of betting at Fantasy Life and uh, profitable sports better with 100K-plus followers in the Action Network app and specializes in NFL spreads and futures and so on. And before joining Fantasy Life, he was the director of content at Fantasy Pros and Betting Pros. Okay, that's a lot. Anyway, (laughs) we're going to talk fantasy football and betting and stuff like that with him. And then at 9.30, the um, Key City Brewery guys. Key City Brewery guys will be in studio. That's why we built the studio. Um, We haven't had enough people in. We are going to change that. And uh, we had Chuck Mullins in this week. It was great. He talked uh, uh, Michael Orr versus the Tuies, which is a delicious soap opera for Jason and the crew. And um, and then we went into gosh, AFC. I basically power rankings a little bit. Quarterbacks talked about Dak Prescott. How amazing he is considering. He plays for a team, Jason, that doesn't have a general manager. Incredible. And uh, <laughs> in, in a league that, you know, is built to go 8-9 eight, eight, or 9-8. and eight. It's not college football. It's not high school football where you see blowouts every week. The, you know, NFL is just a different beast. Everybody should be able to, uh, you know, be within a whisker of one another. And, and that's why the spreads are so close, right? I mean, week in, week out, three, three and a hook, five, all that stuff. 
sometimes bet down the two to two and hook. So, but uh, yeah, Key City Brewery guys, nine thirty. They're in studio. We'll have fun. You can watch that on YouTube. We would love for you to subscribe or hang out on our YouTube page. Search Out of Bounds Sports. Check out everything we're doing. Uh, out of Bounds Sports on YouTube. Out of Bounds Sports. Would love for you to subscribe. That'd be awesome for us. Want to say good morning. Welcome in. Did I say the show's brought to you by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge? What well, sure it is. Okay. An award-winning Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. DancingRabbitGolf.com. Uh, we'll be there August 30th for their five-year celebration of sports books in the well, their sports book. How about that? I was there the first day on the ribbon cutting. It was super cool, and it's gotten even cooler. Full bar, food, great place to hang out, watch the games. Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. That's the timeout lounge inside the Golden Moon. Uh, all right, I'll give out the caller line. We did take a call earlier this week. Um. We'll go, today it'll be the Key City Brewery caller line. All right, out of Vicksburg. You want to drink really good local beer? Boom. 601-707-3750 is the Key City Brewery caller line. Twitter handle. Hit us up on Twitter. Follow us at Bow Bounds. And your ag up equipment, here's to all the people, the farmers, the people who own land and get it done. Your Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. Oh, you know, I finally had a, uh, oh, man, this was pretty good. Uh, last night, I, uh, and that may be my voice, um, I had an M81 Maduro Black and Drew Estate. It's the Metallica. Ooh, it, yeah, it's the Metallica Cigar by James Hetfield, who was featured on the cover of Cigar Aficionado a couple months ago. And if some of you remember, we had David Savona on. He's the executive editor. He heads up Cigar Aficionado. So I had it last night. And let me just tell you, it says hello right out of the gate. It is a really good cigar. It is full-bodied. And it is like the way that Metallica plays, sings, and performs live. Is that, do you know who Metallica is? Of course, yeah. I mean, Inner Sandman is like stapled across all sporting events, you know? I think Virginia Tech is the biggest. That's always played it. Is that allowed to be played it? At high school pep rallies? I don't know with the whole... I, I think so. I mean, it was when I was coming up. Yeah. But there weren't as many rules. It, right. it wasn't as, as tight and restricted. It's way overboard today. But, um, like, you know, that that that's a that's a high school sports song. Yeah. Pep rallies and otherwise. Don't you agree? Yeah. I think, uh, like well, I said... Well, we were talking about that. I mean, how many, how many arenas, right, in sporting events have played that song? It's got to be... Over a thousand. <laughs> Do you? How many people work out to that song? Uh, me. Yeah. Like that's. I, I got some Metallica in there. You know, you got to have some good rock. Like I, I like listening heavy to some, metal. Yeah, heavy metal. There's a difference, right? Of yeah. course, of course. Yeah. So some heavy metal, some good. You know, I like a good upbeat hip hop or rap song. Oh. Uh, but heavy metal for sure. If I'm going as heavy as I can. 
Got to throw some Metallica. Yeah, I was a big Metallica, well, still am, but was a big Metallica fan. But when James Hetfield was uh, featured on the cover of Cigar Aficionado, I went, yes. And then when they were talking about the M81, which he rolled out with Drew Estate, Drew Estate is, <laughs> I mean, they produce some of the best cigars in the world, um, and which I highly recommend, right? Liga Pravada and, and many others. Um, and I mean, it doesn't matter what size it, 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 and, and so many different, um, I guess flavors and so on styles of cigars that they do. But I was like, I'm in. So yeah, I picked up, uh, where was I Saturday? Jason, I was in Starville. I got to go back to Starville today. It's my daughter's birthday tomorrow. Um, the, I was in Starville at Spring Street Cigars and I saw the M81 in the Drew Estate area and I thought, Yes. I had some barbecue shrimp last night. Ooh. Yep. What what, uh, what kind of side? I mean, barbecue shrimp, you got to go maybe fries, or did you go? I uh, scalloped potatoes. Ooh. Solid. Yeah. Where at? Uh, I got a to-go order from Kessler. It was my night to cook. Oh, those potatoes from Kessler. Come on. I I, had well, you over- had mentioned them Monday, or Saturday, or Friday, whenever. And yeah. so, I'm finding that we don't have to order a lot of food now, that it's just us. You know? So I'm trying to wrap my brain around the to-go orders. Yeah. I'm getting better. Yeah. Uh, we ordered Bluto's to go in Startable. My first run at it, too much food. My second run at it, I got it. So I got I, I nailed the to-go order last night. Bar- See, you, you, you dip the booby bread into the barbecue shrimp sauce. You got me? I got you. All right, it's a thirsty Thursday. M Braves. We'll be back in a second. Big board coming up next. And good morning. Let's go ahead and give away four pairs of tickets. I'm feeling, I'm in a giving mood. Kind of like the Tuies. Good morning, welcome in. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Let's give away four pairs of tickets to the M Braves on a thirsty Thursday, baby. Brought to you by Key City Brewery. Just text Braves. Text Braves. First four. Text Braves to 601-885-3776. Have a great time watching some baseball. It'll get you ready for football. Plenty of shade out there. Beautiful stadium. I say it all the time. We're fortunate to have it. And uh, text Braves. We'll give away four pairs of tickets. 601-885-3776. And that is on our Ag Up Equipment. John Deere Tractor text line. Good morning. Welcome in. Out of bounds. 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Tom Lukenbill will join us in 15 minutes. 7.30, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. Lukes will join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Woo! Yeah, Jason, I had, we had some uh, little barbecue shrimp. little smoked salmon. Yeah. Oh, salmon too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a smoked salmon appetizer. It's delicious. Wendy loves it. 
Man. Yeah, it's, it's cold, you know. Yeah. With with capers. Right. Uh, There's nothing he, better than really fresh salmon and capers. And um, Crostinis? Did it have they it? do have them. We didn't eat them. But, oh, okay. um, but they do have them. You can. Man. Uh, did you eat grits this morning? I did not actually. Damn, so, man. Protein yeah, shake? So, oh, yeah, I did a protein shake over yeah. the weekend. Um, I shopped locals, went to the, uh, the farmer's market, and this lady makes like New York style bagels. And so I got a pack of bagels. Okay. And have been doing like peanut butter and a toasted bagel for the past few days with the protein shake. Peanut butter and a toasted bagel. Yeah. All right. It's kind of like a peanut butter sandwich. I don't don't have any bananas at the moment, so I'm just so kind of bananas are good for you. Yeah, great for you. I'm not. I don't really like bananas that much, but I mm. need to eat them now. I, I like banana pudding, like oh. from Hamels. Oh yeah, come or on. Or any southern place that cooks good food. Of right? course. Uh, and in fact, I think. <sighs> oh man, you know some banana pudding. With um, a glass of Wilderness Trail bourbon neat. Yum. And a Don Pepin cigar. Now that's living. Wow. See, you're going to have to teach me all these uh, like cigar pairings and, and what flavors go with which bourbon or with which drink, yeah. you know, because I'm not, not well versed in that. Uh, we'll get you well versed. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna take we're gonna take your, you know, your whole game to another level. We have to, we have to. But yeah, uh, do you eat many bananas, or do you eat bananas like on a monthly basis? Yeah, like before before I started working here, when I worked at the restaurant, I would work out before work every single morning because uh-huh. you know I didn't start till ten. So yeah. I would have rice cake, peanut butter, banana, and chia seeds. So like. Yeah, uh, I would go to the gym and then at the gym before I left for work. Yeah, I would eat that as my breakfast at the gym with a protein shake. Wow. Okay. I'm telling you, man. I used to go 110, 110 miles an hour. Now I've kind of dialed it back a little bit. You know, I go at go to the gym at like two and have a a nice easy breakfast. But bananas are awesome. I don't know about that, um, but they are. I, but I recognize that that they are good for you. So. And I don't really ever eat them. Man. I try to do some good things, but that's one thing that I dropped the ball on. Did you in sports? Because, you know, they're good for, like, cramps, too. Like, bananas, I mustard. I didn't. The smell. <sighs> no. I, I just was never. I like peanut butter. You mentioned peanut butter. Although I read recently that's it's really not good for You know, it's it's a back and forth thing. I can't figure. I don't know. I, I, I need somebody to help me. Maybe organic peanut butter. I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not sure. There's a lot of I'm sugar. I'm not shoe. <laughs> Can I have your shoe? <laughs> well, that was weird. Anyway, what? <laughs> There's a lot of sugar in, in some peanut butters, you know, like in the in the in the main, crappy ones. Yeah, like in the most of the yeah, most and, of the food yeah. big food companies are trying to kill us. Um, so yeah, I think I think we could find healthy peanut butter, don't you? Yeah, I just still can't believe that your breakfast is a spoonful of honey. Yeah, that blows my mind. Why? I'll see. You know, you might munch on a little bit of bacon here and there, right? You know, in between segments, right? But but that's about it. No, I, I, I've tried to, uh, you know, for years early doing this show, I couldn't figure out like what my 
plan of attack was. Right, okay. And I've got it down the last, you know, 10 years. Yeah. Um, you know, I love the time slot. I love going to bed early. I like, I just, I like the whole thing. Probably longer than that, you know. Maybe since I came over to ES, you know, 2009. Anyway, um, but I've found... Jason, like when Key City Brewery comes in, I may go downstairs to Beagle Bagel and get us some breakfast sandwiches. Oh, good call. Okay. But I just, I've found a little bit of protein, and that's all I really need. Now, every now and then, if somebody brings something in, you know, then I'll I'll eat half of, I'll smash half of a Fleetway Market breakfast sandwich in a heartbeat. Yeah, I know you like those chicken biscuits that they have yeah. over there. So. And, and the honey butter chicken biscuit from Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue. Get have you ever had it? I actually haven't. Really? Yeah, I haven't. You know, I've only well, had... if we like, had an intern, which we don't, did you fire our intern? What happened? Uh, I, I think he just didn't like me. Oh, okay. That's probably what it was. But but yeah, it'd be great to have another... I noticed Alex hadn't been here yeah. in a couple of weeks. Or, you know, a, a loyal listener that would like to bring us some Fleaway breakfast. That's always a yeah. an well, added bonus. You I, know? I'm with you. I'm with you. But no, nah, I'm just not a. I just need to go ahead and say it. I'm not a big banana guy. I like apples. Okay, uh, they're apples, good for you. Is that your top three favorite fruits? Is apples in there? Uh, oh well, I don't know. Let me think. That the top three favorite fruits. I like oranges, and the little mini oranges. Right. Of course, they 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 serve a dual purpose for me too. I, I like them in my Patron, Añejo tequila, yeah. and my Tito's. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I like just to peel one and eat it. Right. Um, fruits. I love grapes. Grapes, yeah. That, that's. I, I like purple and green. You like the small, like, finger food style. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. then I do like apples. All right. That's a solid top three. Yeah. But I'm trying to think if... Oh, I'll, no. I love blueberries. That would be, oh, that would yeah. be number one. Okay. Blueberries, number one. Yeah. Now, you've seen me bring those in. That will be a breakfast. I'll, I'll get a handful of those. Now, Wendy bought some, and then she... Th- Said they weren't good, so uh, she threw them out. Man, what about uh? Plums? I was supposed to take them up, bring them up here. You like a good plum? I do like a plum, but I don't ever eat one. Ah, uh, man, that's I think that's one of the most underrated fruits. Plums. I love mangoes and kiwi. That's my top three. When I was in the Dominican and the food wasn't good, I, I ate a lot of fruit. <laughs> yeah, because we were in the cl- I don't know what it was called. We were Diamond Club or something. Right, right. Which is. Kind of hocus pocus, but there was something to it, okay? And the the people were so precious and amazing. Yeah. Just wonderful, beautiful souls. But I would get up early every morning and roam around. And because uh, that's evidently what I do. Um, and, man, they had the best-looking fruit area in the Diamond Club. And I'd just go over there and grab a couple of pieces, get my coffee. And That's then the one of the it. senoritas would come up, and again, these people were so sweet, and I'd say, shot of Bailey's? And she'd go, see. She'd go <laughs> off, get the shot of Bailey's, bring it back. Not See, maybe we should make that a morning routine. And then I'd walk out to the beach and score our uh, chairs, which really didn't have to because there was a Diamond Club area and there was plenty of room, but it gave me something to do. Right, right. You know, And then I'd go talk to the, all the people down there that worked down. They were wonderful, wonderful people and funny. Um. All right. Did we give away the Braves tickets? Yes. Sweet. Thirsty Thursday brought to you by Key City Brewery. They'll be here at uh, 930. Tom Luganville coming up next on the show.
All right, let's give uh, let's give away four more pairs of tickets to the Mississippi Braves, M Braves, AA affiliate of the Atlanta Braves. Wonderful partner on the show. Beautiful stadium they play in. It is a Thirsty Thursday brought to you by Key City Brewery. And text Braves to our Ag Up Equipment John Deere Tractor text line 601-885-3776. We'll give away four pairs. Uh, first four people to text Braves to 601-885-3776. Thirsty Thursday, $2 beers. You got Michelob Ultra, Stella Artois, Kona Big Wave Golden Ale, Key City, many other beers out there at the Braves ballpark. And also Key City Brewery, that group will be in studio at 930. They're local from Vicksburg. They got it going on. And uh, what did I have last night, Jason? You said you had the O'Hanoran's Revenge. I did. Oh, O'Hanoran's Curse. That's what it is. O'Hanoran's Curse. Good Irish red ale. It's a delicious Irish red ale by uh, Key City Brewery. So look forward to, uh, well, sipping on a little beer later with Key City Brewery. We want to welcome in our friend Tom Luganville on the Out of Bounds Show. 105.9 The Zone ESPN National College football analyst with ESPN. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. And uh, Tom Luganville, have you watched the Johnny Manziel documentary? I have, dude. And and I got to be honest with you, I was disappointed in it. I, I, I came away feeling like I didn't learn anything I didn't already know, or at least didn't already assume went on. Right. And I also thought it would be, you know, two to three episodes. Like, I... It just, it was kind of quick, and I thought they kind of treetop things a little bit. And you know what's so interesting about it, though? It's like, you know, normally when you have a, a story like this, at some point, like, the story comes to an end, and there's the individual, in this case, Johnny Manziel, and he's found himself a wife, and he's got three beautiful kids, and, you know, he's learned from his mistakes, and he, and he looks back with regret, and he looks forward with promise, and 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 love for his family and, and what's ahead. <laughs> All we did was watch the same prick from the beginning to end. <laughs> well, so w- when did you meet him? Uh, when was the first time you met him? Uh, well, so when they showed Dave Pash on that clip with Greasy, that was our first game that year. It was my first game on the field as a field analyst. So it was the Texas A&M Rice game, that opening season, first week, when he was suspended because of the autograph thing for the first half. Oh, he, and, after um, he had become a huge deal. Okay. Yeah, this would have, this would have been coming off of the the Heisman year. So, yeah. um, we met him in in you know game prep and, and all of that stuff and uh, and uh, and yeah, actually that was my first game as a field analyst that year. Okay, was it really? Yeah. Okay, twenty Ten years ago, twenty thirteen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because he boat raced everybody in 2012. So I remember, um, I remember going to the A&M Mississippi State game, Lugs, in 2012. And he made everybody on Mississippi State's defense look silly. And I, look, I I got to see Bo Jackson live, Herschel, uh, you know, Tebow, Cam. I watched all those guys live, uh, among others. Peyton Manning. Well, I mean, he not the same deal athletically, but great player. Um, and many, many others. 
And I just thought, at the time, I thought, I've never seen anything like this. So, yeah, I get that he's, you know, not awesome as a dude. But what a spectacular talent, Tom. Oh, I mean, he, and when you, when you listen to, you know, Cliff Kingsbury talk about him, it's, it's almost like he knew the only way to deal with him was to just unleash him. Mm-hmm. Right. Here's here is kind of the premise of what we'd like to do, but I'm not necessarily going to tell you how to get from point A to point B to point C because I think in doing something like that, you're probably restricting what he's capable of. Mm-hmm. And I think Cliff King very recognized that, and he recognized that very early on, and it was very clear too that he recognized that there were some things going on that he didn't want to know nothing about. Right that he wanted to be as far away from and as long as the kids showed up every day to practice, showed up to meetings and showed up to the game. That was his chief concern. Um, but yeah, I mean, he could do things that were just so instinctively natural, like stuff that you either come out of the womb with or you don't. But the problem, the problem is, and it goes back to you and I have talked about this countless times at the end of the day, right? If you don't have some of those other factors like work ethic and, you know, the utmost of character, a devotion to the weight room, a devotion to the playbook, like sooner or later it all catches up with you and you're only going to go so far because when you get to that next level, um, everybody else that is a worker, that is taking it serious, that does devote themselves to it entirely, they'll go right past you. Right. Uh, I like that instinctively natural, you know, it reminds me of, uh, what Jimmy Iovine said, music mogul. Um, Mm -hmm. and he was part, uh, I mean, he, he worked with so many talented musicians and then he got in with Dr. Dre and beats and they sold it to Apple for, for 3 billion. But when they were interviewing him about all the people he had, uh, worked with over his career, he said, man, you, you can't harness those people. You got to let them ride. Right. I mean, you got it. Right. And there's just, it, it, what he reminded me of is musicians that you could never put in a box. You had to let, even the, you know, some of the stuff they did outside of the stage, you were like, Ugh. but they were so insanely talented, Tom, you just had to let it ride. And I think that's what Cliff Kingsbury and, and Kevin Sumlin and others did. Luke's. Yeah. And you know what? And, and I don't, it's not that different than what Baker Mayfield is. You know, Baker Mayfield's very, very similar the same True. way. Um, was able to maybe harness it a little bit and step back and say, okay, I can only, I can only walk this line or push this envelope so far. And he kind of had that intuition that Johnny's never had, mm-hmm. right? There, there, there is no line in the sand. There is no red line. There is no, no going too far in his mind. Um, and you know what's so sad about it, dude? It's like when you like when you watch him and you see him play. He could have been Doug Flutie. Yes, he would have been a bil- he would have been a billionaire. Well, he could have been, and you know what? He could have been a poor man's. And please understand how good this is. You do a more athletic. Poor man's Drew Brees. And here's where I'm going. Because he was deadly accurate, Luke. I mean, mm-hmm. had he had he allowed people that you know to to coach him, 
You're right. He could have made several hundred million dollars. That's a great point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. And um, and it's just a shame to see all of that because, and, and, you know, you talk about accurate. Like, he's the kind of accurate that Brett Favre was in the sense that it, things don't have to be perfect. Right. Right? You don't have to be on platform all the time. You don't have to have a clean pocket. He could be falling away. He could be thrown across his body. He could be uh, drifting off to the right. And he could, without things being perfect, maintain accuracy, which is extremely rare. He is the most electrifying player I've ever watched. At the Well, hold on. Michael Vick. So, so there's yeah, three that jump ass. out at me, but you, you've been in this deal for a long time. And a lot of people ride with Reggie Bush. And no doubt he was electrifying. But I always have to go back to the QB position because it trumps all. And so yeah. it's tough for me, Luke's, between Vic and Johnny Manziel. And I saw a list. Jason pulled it. Uh, most electrifying college football players of all time. This list has Reggie Bush one, Michael Vick two, Adrian Peterson three, and Vince Young four, Charles Woodson, who was an amazing pro, five, and Manziel. Where's Marshall Falk on that list? Falk is not on here, but as you know, you and I, but, uh, hey, I'm with you. He was one of my favorite players. Lamar Jackson comes in at seven. Okay. That's fair. Devin Hester at eight. Tyran Matthew at nine. Ted Ginn Jr. at 10. Falk would trump a lot of the guys that I just referenced on this list. Yeah. But there's some big ones on there. There's some big names there that, that have literally, I mean, if you wanted to find electrifying, they are. What, um, you know, Cam's not on here. I think Cam, the first time I watched Cam live, it was Thursday night against Mississippi State. We were still kind of warming up to who and what he was. But I was on the sideline for some of the game. And here, my first thought was, I've never seen anything like this. Six five six six, Kind of like Magic Johnson at point guard. Never seen right. anything like this. Six five six six two fifty 250-plus at quarterback. But he just was still so... Raw, he wasn't, was he super good? Yeah, but he wasn't like electrifying like Vic or Manziel. Does that make sense, Tom, at that point? No, it's funny. Yeah, because he's not sudden like that. Yeah. Those guys were sudden. They were stop, start, jump, cut, this, that. He he was too big to be that guy, Mm -hmm. right? It's so funny, too, not to get off topic, but you talk about Cam. So I happened to be at Auburn that spring doing some recruiting stuff while they were in spring football. The, the, Spring semester, he got there. And, Bo, I am not kidding around. And if Gus Malzahn was on with us right now, he would back me in saying this. He was so bad in the two days that I was there. Like, you watched him. You watched him, and he was this big, good-looking kid, a rocket of an arm, like strong arm. He was fumbling snaps. He was mishandling handoffs. He's airmailing throws that were easy completions. And it was like, oh, man. Dude, how are they going to play with this guy? And then all of a sudden, he shows up in the fall, and the rest is history. And I'm not exaggerating when I tell you. It was, it was crazy how bad he was. Uh, who would you pick as more electrifying? I think I know where you're going to go. Mike Vick or Johnny Menzel? Mike Vick. Yeah, that's what I thought. 
And and I think, you know, I think the other thing, too, about it, like if you ask the two of those guys to get on the line and run, I mean, I, I think Michael Vick would outrun him by three or four lengths. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, you know, I can't, I couldn't figure out how, like, straight line fast Manziel was, but I just remember seeing him live that day against Mississippi State, and he just ran past people. Um, so I don't think he's, he necessarily flew, but he was quick and fast, but not like, you know, at some of the other guys we're referencing Tom Luganville on the out of bounds show and the farm bureau insurance guest line. Uh, you're listening to out of bounds ESPN one Oh five nine, the zone. So, uh, I want to switch gears here to there. There's some talk that Michigan can win the national title. I'm not convinced, but I think they can have a great year. I don't think they got enough juice to get past um, Georgia, Bama, or LSU, whoever shakes out of uh, of our league down here. But I do think that they can beat Ohio State and Ann Arbor. Um, again, believe it or not, just because uh, maybe that's the way Harbaugh has built the team. Do you believe that Michigan is, can actually get all the way through Big Ten championship game and two games in the playoffs this year? Yeah, I think they're capable. But I think with every team that's in that conversation – you have to you have to stay healthy, right? You have to have the ball bouncing away a couple of times. You have to have, um, you know, your best players play their best, especially in the biggest games that you play. And I think that's one thing about Michigan that people trust now that they didn't trust his first four or five, six years there was, do you remember the criticism they used to take because they couldn't beat anybody that was any good? I mean, he had his record against top 10 teams, I think at one point was 1-11. And and they just every time they had a high profile matchup, they laid an egg, and then they finally got over that hump. And and I think that's kind of what gives them some credence and some and some equity and belief that they can they they could win the thing. I don't I still don't think that they have Ohio State's pure athletes. No. Um, but I think they're every bit as probably good as as a team. Um, as as Ohio State is. So, you know, we'll see. And the other thing, too, is in, in the grand scheme of things, in all of college football, I think one of the biggest storylines is the teams that are, quote-unquote, supposed to be contenders, many of them are replacing their quarterback. So you've got Ohio State, you've got Georgia, you've got Alabama, you've got Clemson, all right? Um, and when those teams are supposed to be in the mix, and then you have a – uh, an LSU in there with Jaden Daniels, all right? And you've got a Michigan with J.J. McCarthy. You've got an SC with Caleb Williams. I do, I do think that those teams probably get a little bit of a, more of a benefit of the doubt when you're making preseason prognostication because the most important position is accounted for. Okay, so where does that leave us with Bama? I can't wait to see what Tommy Reese and, and Nick Saban do. Um, I, it's funny that we're saying this. This is a big year for Saban because they haven't won it the last couple of years. And uh, his mentor has, uh, protege, excuse me. And yeah. I just wonder if they're going to, this is, it's not, I shouldn't say this. It's not easy for coaches to do, but when you have a dude like Milrow who can run it, man, it just cleans up a lot of stuff if you're if you don't have, you know, if Simpson or the Notre Dame guy are just not mm-hmm. super duper 
poised and accurate in the passing game, Luke's? I, I would agree, and I think that's why he may have the slight edge. I also think he has the locker room, which is a big component to all of this. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, Tyler Buckner's new, coming in from Notre Dame. Uh, Ty Simpson's just, you know, finishing up redshirting. Um, and and so, and, and Jalen's played the most. The problem with Jalen Milrow is he just has a tendency to just make stupid decisions with the football. And... <laughs> That is that is not going to play out well um, with with that head coach. And if you turn the ball over to the other team, if you make poor decisions, you're just not going to last long with him. I I think the I saw a, a headline. I think it was in the Tuscaloosa News. Or a quote from Nick Saban when he was asked about the quarterback position. He basically said, "Force us to play you." Yeah, I saw which that. It essentially means nobody's taking the reins of this thing. Nobody has gotten themselves advanced or has a leg up because you're all doing the same things, meaning you'll make a play, you'll miss a play. You'll make two plays, you'll screw up two plays. It, it, it's, it seems to be the same common denominator across the board. And Alabama's personnel is going to be so good that I think that's probably what frustrates Nick Saban is you don't have to play beyond yourself. Right, you don't have. It's like Kyle McCord or, or Devin Brown at Ohio State. You're gonna walk in that huddle with the best receiving core in America at Ohio State. Just don't screw it up. And so it's the same thing with Harrison Beck at at Georgia. And I'm not convinced on him yet either. We'll see. But dude, just walk in there. Ryan Day put it perfectly. Make the routine plays routinely. Right. I mean yeah. that's that's basically what it comes down to. And apparently at Alabama, that's not taking place right now. But to your first point, if you can run and they can use you in their run game, it's going to take a load off of everything else, and it changes how defenses will have to defend Alabama. Right. And that might be why they're forced to take what is the good, being his legs, and have to accept the bad until he either works his way out of it or works his way out of the lineup. Yeah, because as good as Bryce Young was, and he is athletic, bottom line is he wasn't a runner and they didn't want him to run. Uh, he didn't, you know, he's deadly accurate. And also um, they didn't want him to get hurt. So now all of a sudden we shift to this. And really it's it's been a long, it's been a long time, I, you know, since Bama. If, if Milrow is the guy where not only dual threat, but I mean, he may be the best rushing QB in the country if he does get the nod, Tom. Yeah, I mean, you look at what – and the thing is, if you look at him, if you've ever seen him in prison, he literally looks like a running back or a strong safety. And to be honest with you, I think that's what they'd like to do with him, but I don't think the kid wants anything to do with that. So the bottom line is, if he's going to be stubborn about playing quarterback, okay, but then whatever those strengths are that he does bring that could lead to playing another position, you got to – you got to wrap the offense around those strengths and do whatever you can to mask the weaknesses. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're visiting with Tom Luganbill on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. It looks like, all right, so things are maybe shaking out down at Auburn, Tom. Um, we've got Peyton Thorne, the, the transfer from Michigan State, Robbie Ashford. What? Whoever Hugh Freeze has, he elevates them. Now, there's a ceiling on some guys, but what he's done with guys is is incredible. 
I ex- they may not be really good at quarterback, but I expect them to be way more than serviceable and in that pretty good range, regardless of who wins it at Auburn. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think Peyton Thorne has a very low ceiling. I think he's a what-you-see-is-what-you-get type guy, personally. I think some of the discussion that we were having about Jalen Milrow at Alabama does apply to Robbie Ashford in the sense that he's so athletic and he's proved he's played a lot of football. And I'll, I'll give him this. He is, he has taken the brunt of some serious, serious criticism, right? in, in public scrutiny and it's hung in there. So I think Robbie Ashford has some mental toughness. Um, he's, he's got a short memory and if they can just elevate his accuracy, and his, his ability to, again, make the routine plays routinely, then he doesn't have to carry the entire offense either. It was like last year, they had no semblance of the passing game. So the entire offense was on him just manufacturing plays or being used as a designated runner. So there has to be a complement and a balance to that. But I think he brings more to the position than, than Peyton Thorne does. And maybe Peyton Thorne has gone through camp and just been more efficient and made better decisions and been more accurate as a passer, which is what everybody wants out of Robbie Ashford. But you're not going to get those same wow or impressive run plays. And people aren't going to have to defend Auburn the way you would if, if Robbie Ashford is, is playing quarterback. So um, I, I just I, – I was one of those people, like, I was really surprised Oregon State took DJ Uyunglele out of the transfer portal. I was super surprised. Nebraska took Jeff Sims out of the transfer portal, and I was equally surprised that Auburn took Peyton Thorne. Okay, I just I looked at I'm like, okay, is that is that a depth add, or do, are you looking at him as a significant improvement? Hmm. Well, we've only got a minute, but that takes us to you just teed me up. You know, we go back to Spencer Sanders and Jackson Dart. Everybody seems to believe that Dart has this totally under control, but I'm not. I'm just not convinced. I, I think Kiffin's a mad scientist and very successful most of the time on offense, but he will try and push anything. And, I, you know, Dart is no doubt talented, but I just, you never know when Sanders could, could jump up. Who knows? I don't, I don't think, I don't think anything has changed with Lane Kiffin and Jackson Dart in their relationship since the beginning of last year. And it's very simple. If you take risks with the football, you are likely not going to be the starting quarterback here. Plain and simple. He knows how talented he is. He knows he's capable of making spectacular plays. But you can't throw the ball to the other team. And I think if Jackson Dart's going to be their guy, and he knows full well that when it comes to decision-making, he's on a short leash, then we won't see Spencer Sanders. Yeah. If he makes four decisions, we will. Now now you have to have a discussion about Spencer Sanders. Is he healthy? And can right. he stay healthy? Because that's been a career problem for him. We'll leave it there. Hope you have a good weekend. Thanks, dude. You too, man. See ya. Tom Luganbill, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Our show is brought to you by FS1 Concepts. And uh, we are excited to have them on the show and obviously, they service restaurants and casinos and hunting camps with appliances like reach-in and walk-in coolers and freezers and stainless steel tables and sinks, custom available and ice machines powered by FS1 Concepts.
This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. They both come in giftable boxes with savings up to $46 and free shipping for a limited time. Go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.